Matthew chapter 16. I'm going to read verses 16 through 19. Okay, I can see it. When you have it, please stand. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who? I am in Matthew chapter 16. Verse 13. I said chapter 16. I said starting at 16. Starting at chapter 16. Verse 13. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, Caesarea Philippi, he asked the disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? See, Kelly, that is English. They replied, Some say John the Baptist, other Elijah, well, still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But you, he asked them, who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus responded, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I also say unto you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not over." Power it. If you read in King James, it may say, will not prevail over it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will have been bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you would open up the eyes of our understanding and help us to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. I pray that you would use me for your glory. Let no flesh be glorified. Strengthen me in my inner man and in my physical body to deliver this word. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to talk to you this morning about a firm foundation. Look at your neighbor if you got one and say, I will not be moved. I will not be moved. I believe the spirit is impressing upon my heart to somewhat interject our study of James and our study of the church with this important bridge, which I believe will marry the two studies. You hear me say that a lot, because scripture can confirm scripture, and usually scripture bridges scripture. 
Amen. I believe it's going to marry these two studies so that we can understand how important it is to have a very strong foundation on which to stand. If we're going to be victorious and living for God and being able to apply principles to pass the test that we face, we're going to need a strong foundation. There's no doubt that we've all been encountering tests. We've all been going through trials. We've all been seeing um, relationships strained and tested and tried. And this, this word right here has been confirmed by a lot of things that have transpired in the last few weeks. That have had the potential to really shake our faith. To really shake our family. And to really destroy our church. It's amazing you don't even know what goes on behind the scenes. My wife sent me a text. It was an encouraging text. Earlier in the week it said, basically saying how through all that we face, we were still able to smile and laugh and maintain our sanity and not allow these things to shake our faith and still be able to walk in victory. Don't you want to be able to do that, that whatever comes your way, to be able to maintain a level of sanity and not allow the things that come. It's like, it's like that ship. It's okay if the water's outside of the boat, but if the water get in the boat. When we were on our last cruise, they was getting water out of our waterhead. We were seeing everybody with buckets more, and I'm like, no, you need to tell me where that water coming from. Was there a leak? And, and why was we seeing something going on? My mind is we getting up off of this boat. I started rebuking the Titanic demon and all kind of stuff. I was, I was calling all types of Jesuses. You start seeing that water in the boat. And that's how it is in our life. When we, It's okay if it's happening out there. But once it hit us. So she sent me that text and I responded. I said, it's because we have a strong foundation on which to support when chaos rises. Listen, y'all. That's what this... This, this text is all about. This is what this word is all about. The foundation of our faith. It has to be sure. If not, the whole thing falls. Everything. So let's look. Because here we get to witness a very important conversation between Jesus and his disciples. And his disciples have been walking with him for a minute. Right? They've seen some miracles. They've seen Jesus do some stuff. They got to know him. They've been with him for a minute. And now Jesus is going to ask them a very important question. Which is going to determine the whole trajectory of the class. Uh oh. The class, the course, and the church. Whatever the answer is to this question has the potential to either tell Jesus, God, you're going to have to give me 12 more. 
or we can't keep this journey. Because this is what I'm basing the whole church on. So I need to understand. I need to make sure they understand. Let me help you. We've been walking with each other for a long time. For quite a while. We, we're in relationship next level. Members, we're in relationship. Good, bad, or indifferent. And a lot of times, the way we answer things and handle things has the whole potential to change the whole direction. Every step we take has to be a God move. That's why, you know, when we started, we, we saw the numbers increasing. Remember, we was on Connolly and we saw, oh, God is good. Look, you know, 100 people in the church, 80 people in the church having wonderful service, packing the place out. One week, the next week, you got 20. The other week, you got five. Then here we go, 100. And everybody happy you see all the people. And it's like, Pastor, we, we ready. We could go ahead and buy. I'm so, I'm so glad I didn't listen to people. You 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 gotta know when to move and say we ain't ready for that. We get in a whole bunch of trouble. Get in debt. Gotta start selling chicken dinners. Taking up mystical offerings. So it's how we Pass these tests. A leader looks for where his sheep is, are to know the direction he should take. Now, sometimes it's a faith leap. Don't get me wrong, because you're not gonna have everything all together. You're just gonna have to move, and 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 that's okay too. But you gotta know how to answer and deal with some stuff before you make moves. So Jesus says. When he came to the coast of Caesarea, Philippi, and let know where this was. And this ain't a deep message. We're going to have church. You ready for me? Amen. Quick take off. Slow start. Fast landing. <laughs> Pray for me. This is where there was a temple that honored Caesar Augustus. They had erected a temple in this place to honor the Roman emperor, right? And so there was a lot of different worship going on. There was a lot of people giving homage to a lot of different things. <laughs> and so he asked him, he asked the disciples, who do men say that I am? Now, the key to identifying any problem is finding out who men say that Jesus is. And in the world we live in, there are a lot of different beliefs on who people in other religious groups think Jesus is. I'm not going to go too deep, but I'm going to give you a few so you'll have them in your back pocket. Some of you may know these. But Judaism they believed Jesus was just Mary's son and that he was a miracle worker, basically. Hinduism, 
They just think that they thought Jesus was a God. Because Hinduists serve multiple gods. So everything becomes a God. The tree is a God. The pole is a God. The door is a God. So they thought he was a God. But not only that, they just said he was a wise teacher. Now, Buddhists thought he was just an enlightened man because with, with Buddhists, it's different from Hinduism because Buddhists is all about enlightenment. Opening up yourself to mystical. Y'all not going to help me. Mm. So there's a, in, in Islam, they just thought he was a prophet. See, whatever you face in life is going to be asking you this same question. Who do you say Jesus is? Think about it. Whether it's debt, sickness, temptation, family issues, church issues, marital issues, every issue that you face is basically asking you, who do you say Jesus is? And however you respond to whatever presents itself will reveal how you answer that question. Because if you get faced with sickness, it's saying, well, who is Jesus? You're going to have to say, either he's your healer. Are you trying to figure it out? If death comes, are you trying to make a way? Are you going to say that Jesus is my way maker? Uh, okay, y'all following me? So he wants to know who, who, who do they say that I am? And, and they answered and said, some say that you're John the Baptist, Elias, others, Jeremiah is one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say? That I am. The, the, the key is you can't base your foundation on a faith system on what other people say. You, you follow me? I don't care what other people say. It's not what your friends say. It's not what the government says. It's not what your family says. It's who do you say? See, Jesus said, I want to know what they're saying. And the world has a lot of things when it comes to your Jesus. And, but, but the question is, since you've been walking with me for quite this while and seen me and have relationship with me, I want oh, y'all better help me. I want to know who you say that I am. Tap your neighbor and say, who do you say? He is. And that answer can only come from relationship. See, God has to be revealed in your life through circumstances so that you can know him in that capacity. So you have to go through something in order to say, I know who he is in my life. Well, we know who he is next level. He's El-Oiyah. He's God Almighty. He's Elohim, the creator. He's El Shaddai. He's 
Adonai, better help me. He's Yahweh, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Mekadesh Shalom, Jehovah Elohim, Jehovah Roha, Jehovah Mekadesh, Jehovah Sabbath. Y'all better help me. Do you know who he is? He's Elion. He's God Almighty. He's peace. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. He's the light. He's Jesus, the Son of God, the living y'all better help me do you know who he is whenever something goes on in your life you gotta know the name of the god that you serve because it is at that name that everything has to bow we do not bow it bows but it can't bow if you don't know the name Woo! The name is not depression. The name is not cancer. The name is not crying. The name is not weeping. The name is not tear. The name is not doubt. The name is not maybe. The name is not he can't. His name is I'm able. His name is I will. The name is y'all better help me. More than able. More than a conqueror. More than that. You gotta know who he is. Who is he in your life? I know that he's a deliverer. I know he'll pull me out. I know he's... Why? Because I had to go through something. Tap your neighbor and say, you got to go through something. But it's only so God can reveal who he is. You will never know him as your healer if you never get sick. You'll never know him if your bank account don't go to zero and he still puts food on your table. So don't be talking about what you don't know. And Simon answered, he said, listen, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Now, Peter's response is the statement on which Christ builds his church, which makes that statement worth understanding. Y'all ready? What is Peter saying? It's a very full confession of faith. Containing the following articles. Listen. As that there is a God. That there is but one God. That he is the living God. Has life in himself. He is the foundation of all other life. Oh my God. This is all in this statement. And by this is distinguishable from the idols of the Gentiles. Okay, so he's separate. That Jesus is the Christ, the Christ of God, the true Messiah. He was promised by God, prophesied by the prophets from the beginning of the world, expected by the people of God. And his character includes all offices of prophet, priest and king. To which he was anointed by God that he is the Messiah, not a mere man, but a divine person, son of God, not by creation as of angels and men are, but neither was he was neither was he adopted or by saints or offices or magistrates. It was only by the father that he was anointed. He was appointed and he was assigned. Y'all better help me. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. Whoa. And Jesus said, blessed are you, Simon, by Jonah, for flesh and blood 
has not revealed this to you. But my father in heaven gave you direct revelation before the Holy Spirit came. There was no mediator between Peter's ears of his spirit and heaven. Y'all gonna miss this. This is the paradox of life. Uh oh. One minute you can receive divine revelation. And the next minute, demonic direction. Follow me. One second, divine revelation. The next, demonic direction. Because it is in this same five minutes of conversation that Peter had to tell Jesus he wouldn't die. And then Jesus turned to Peter and said, Satan, the Lord rebuke you. One minute hear it from heaven, the next possessed by a devil. Y'all not going to say nothing. Isn't it amazing that you can be so holy? Oh, y'all better. Praising God, worshiping God, read scripture, know scripture, quote scripture, and then right out of here, go right into demonic direction. Find yourself in a place that you know you ain't got no business. You got the Holy Spirit in church, but the devil out there, the devil is a liar. You better learn how to guard your Holy Spirit spirit it's important to note that when you are in a struggle or a storm you need divine revelation not demonic direction because when you are in a storm it is critical that you make the right decision at the right time and a lot of times, oh, not even a lot, every time, somebody say every time, you can't make a decision in a storm based on emotion. Because emotions will get you killed. You can't move in fear. You can't move in doubt. If it, it is proven, it is proven, and, and I took CPR class and I went through all that stuff, and listen, it is proven that if you try to rescue somebody that's drowning and they are going crazy, you will drown. Trying to rescue them. They need to be calm before you go in. You can't have two people grow going crazy. Or the whole ship going down. So the enemy's job is in the midst of the storm is to create so much chaos that you can't think straight. You can't move by faith and you got fear working. He said you are blessed. So don't think just because you can be blessed and messed up in the mix. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. It's okay. 
Say, God got you. So he says this. I say to you, you are Peter. Just in case you don't know who you are. Petros. He's using a word play. And I'm just about as deep as we get. And we about to have church. He, he said, you are Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. You are Peter. And upon this rock. Now, I'm not deep, the, a little theological, the, the Catholic, Roman Catholic, think that when he said that, that the church was built on the succession of popes. That Peter was the first pope installed, and then anybody after that was a succession of popes. And the pope has, if you didn't know, the pope had the right to go ahead and ordain and say what would be scripture and what was not scripture. That's the canon. That's a whole nother study. You understand? If you went to theology class, you would understand what I'm talking about. Well, well, but God, don't worry because God is still in control. So he knows that what needs to be in here is in here. All right? All right? But but the Pope would go ahead and say what could be and what not. And that's too much authority. You know <laughs> So you know that ain't it. But they, he couldn't have been talking about Peter because Peter's name means rock. It means pebble. It's a pebble. It, it's unstable. It's, it's still a rock, but it's and then when he said, I'll build my church upon this rock, he was marrying the two because the rock he used then was talking about a stone that couldn't be moved. That was actually a bunch of rocks put together to form a slab. And what he's trying to tell us is that the church will be made up of a lot of rocks. And some of them are unstable rocks, but when they get together, they will become a stable slab. Y'all are not helping me. So that's why we need each other and that's why we come together because I'm not just the church by myself we need each other and he was building it on the statement the rock was the statement that Peter had said that he was Jesus the son of the living God because the Bible tells us that if we build our house on anything less than Jesus blood and his righteous y'all better come on with me so we gotta understand that it is the statement that Peter made on which the church has to be built Woo! and I love that word built somebody say built because the built that word in the Greek is actually talking about process it is actually being built it means that I'm not all the way done yet it means that God is not through with me yet it means that I still got some ways to go but when we come together I get worked on so if you're looking for a perfect church you're building your hope on nothing less y'all better help me that is not scripture that is not what Jesus said Cause we all got issues and we are all being built up a foundation a place with a holy so he says I'm building and I need you to know that what I'm building that which is in process the devil and hell's gates cannot prevail He says, prevail means it won't overtake us. Means he can't win. The the gates of hell. See, it, it is at the gates. It is at the gates. It is at the gates. It is at the gates where legislation takes place. 
okay? It is at the gates. You read it. You talk about it. He talks about it in Proverbs when he talks about a man who finds a good wife, finds a good thing, and he obtains favor of the Lord. He said he will be known at the gates. Y'all not going to say nothing amongst the elders. You understand? It means that the gates was the place where legislation, where laws were passed, where, where decisions were made. It is at the gates. Y'all better help me. That's why he tells us, I'm about to drop something on you. That's why he tells us to enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Y'all better come on because it is where when you get thanksgiving, it is where God makes a decision on whether or not to release what it is you're asking for. That's why you can't get nothing from a king unless you give him thanks. If you come with a complaint, request denied. But if I come in with my hands raised, if I come in with a hallelujah, if I come in with a thank you Jesus, if I come in knowing who he is, God said approved. I'll get it. Let it pass legislation. It'll make it pass and the angels will have to deliver the vote, the verdict, the... I'm here to tell you, he said the gates of hell will not prevail. You need to know that there are devils at a table taking votes on how they gonna kill you. You need to know that there are demonic forces having a meeting about how they're gonna destroy your faith. You need to know that there are demons thinking about how they can stop you from saying hallelujah. You need to know that there are demons trying to figure out how they could keep you from praying, how they could keep you from studying, how they could keep you from worshiping, how they could keep you from going to the church. He'll let you go anywhere. He'll let you go to Popeyes. He'll let you go to Target. He'll let you go to the mall. He'll let you go to hell, but he don't want you to come to the house of God. I want you to know that whatever decision hell has made about you, God said no. Whatever he said no. Peter, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you. And when you return, strengthen your brothers. I know you're weak right now, Peter. I know you'll deny me three times, Peter. But when you return, you'll be stronger. You'll be wiser. You'll have a more anointing. You'll be more compassionate. You'll be more graceful. And when you return, not if you return, not maybe, tap your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm on my way back. I'm on my way back. God said, 
okay, let me close. Let me close. He said, listen, we are more than conquerors. I'm not only going to let you know that hell can't win, but I'm going to give you keys. I'm going to give you keys to the kingdom. Negro, I won't give you the keys to my car. in here trust anybody with the keys to their house you my brother and sister in Christ but you ain't getting the keys I'll let you in if I'm home but if I give you the keys you can come and go as you please God said I know you's crazy I know you're gonna let me down every now and again but I'm gonna still give you the keys to the kingdom So what they denied you? So what your credit score wasn't good enough to get the car you wanted, to get the house you wanted? Who, who cares? God said, your credit is good with me if you believe that I am who I said I am. And I'll give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And as if that wasn't enough, Here's what you do with the keys. Whatever you loose, whatever you bind, is going to be bound in heaven and loosed on earth. There's not a key to tell you you can do whatever you want to do. But when I give you the keys, it's because you know me. And you're not going to do nothing in your kingdom that I won't do in my kingdom. Thy will be done on earth as it is. I'm preaching this thing. Y'all better come on. Somebody say, I got keys. I got keys. That's why I won't be moved. My foundation is sure. I got victory. I know when the test come. It's only a test. It ain't gonna last always. And God already told me, the battle does not belong to me. It belongs to the Lord. All I got to do is stand there with my hands raised because my hands raised is a sign of my surrender but not a sign of defeat it says i'm gonna take my hands off it so god can put his hands on it whatever you loose i'll loose whatever you bind i'll bind tap your neighbor say i got keys That's why I'm preaching. I won't be moved. Because the devil wants to kick you out of your house. He wants to kick you out of your destiny. He wants to kick you out of your vision, out of your purpose, out of your dream, out of your mind. But the devil, I'm here to serve notice. I shall not be moved. I'm not going nowhere. I will stand still. 
and see the salvation of the Lord. Well, I know you're saying, how do you know you got victory? How do you know you got keys? Well, can I go in and preach it like I feel it? I'm reminded when they killed Jesus and they put him on the cross and they hung him on the cross and they stretched him wide and they put a crown of thorns on his head and they spit on him and they talked about him and they whipped him and he bled and his father turned his face so that he said my God my God why has thou forsaken me and he took upon him the sins of not just Andre but he took Andre's sin he took Deacon Val's sin he took our Pat's sin he tap your neighbor say he took your sin with your nasty self he took it all he took it all and he died and the veil was rent from top to bottom and hell started having a party they started drinking Hennessy they started smoking weed they said we got him now we got him now they was partying but the party only lasted three days they, ah, y'all better come with me because while they was partying they heard a knock at the door and they said who is it because all the hell is already here and he said I am the resurrection and the life but he couldn't get in without a stamp and the stamp was sin and when they saw sin all over at the door they let Jesus in they shouldn't have let him in they should have let him stay at the gate but the gates of hell shall not prevail and when he went in he started walking through hell and he said demon did anybody stop the music he went to the dj he said stop the music stop the music has anybody seen my keys anybody seen my keys and he took the keys and he started letting all the souls that was in hell go free and he said come with me party over got up gave us the keys somebody say i got keys i got keys to everything god ever wanted me to have open the door open the door open the door open the door there will be no shut door in your life from this day forward if you give god praise for your key
You've been waiting for God to open up a way for you. God's been waiting for you to open it. Give God praise for his word. Who do you say he is? He has to be your everything. He has to be your everything. And when he's our everything, that helps us to go ahead and understand why it's important to watch what comes out of our mouth. It's important for us to go ahead and love and encourage one another. It's important for us to forgive one another. Because you have keys. You have keys. I had a co-worker told me her daughter was involved in something that took somebody's life. And then going to court, the person, the mother, the, the girl who got killed, mother came to her and said, you know what? I forgive your daughter. I forgive your daughter. She said, I think that hurt worse if she, it would have been better if she would have just slapped me. Because how strong do you have to be to forgive that? And if people can do that, we as the children of God, and we have keys, we, we hold people, we hold people to stuff that we don't want to be held to ourselves. And you got to let it go. Because it'll move you. It'll mess your whole life up. It'll mess your whole life up. I know sometimes I say stuff and it may, he said, well, he could be a little rash with it. Does he even really care? And it's like, don't, don't get it wrong. I can't pass that if I don't love people. I love you. I love you. And I want to see it's the best for you. Probably more than you want it for yourself. Because I know that your success is tied to my success. But if you can't see that, I refuse to let your unfaithfulness mess with my faith. Nobody on earth has earned that. Nobody. And God deserves all of what he asked for. Because he gave all. Think of that. That's how real it is in this day. I'm going to say this and we're closing. The world is crazy. Everything is flipped. You know it's... It is very close to being a world without God. And the church is the one that's supposed to be the embassy on earth for what should be going on in the world. 
we spend too much time dealing with stuff that don't matter that we miss the stuff that matters and church when we die that generation is going to be swallowed up It's terrible. I will let you hear some of these lyrics that these kids speak, but I, 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 I y'all probably won't want me to be a pastor, but I'll tell you what you do. Some of y'all know the lyrics because it's playing in your car right now. So when you go in your car, told my son yesterday, he said, and I'm going to tell you this, so guy, was, we had a nice day, we went to the gym, and did our thing, and then we went to visit my father-in-law, and I guess he got information that his boys was playing basketball over by Science Park somewhere, so he said, um, Dad, can I go over there and play? I said, um, nah, you're not going over there. So, you know, we got the privilege. We go to the gym. I take them to Golf Street Park, Edgewood Park, let them get that street ball in, you know. Spots are not so, but you got to be careful. I said, because that's not a good area. And I said, you got destiny on you. And we already know if, you, if you're believing for NBA and you doing, you doing your thing, you got to know that you can't go everywhere. Because we're too many stories, and we know people who went everywhere, got shot, and it'll always be the one. You ain't gonna be that poster child, not on my watch. If the Lord say the same, so you gotta know. No, you you have to guard yourself. So if you wanna love this generation, you gotta tell them you can't go everywhere. That's what we've been called to do. And we got to learn how to protect one another. You can't go everywhere. You can't say everything. Oh, you can't control me. That's control. No, it ain't control. It's a shepherd. Get, get control out of your mind and get shepherd in your mind. Let's stand. God put it in my spirit that it was time for us to move. He said, it's not time to play. I don't care if we move and there's only three of us. We're going with three strong. You understand what I'm saying? So the words, and I'm saying that because the words and the teachings that are about to come for us is because God said we can handle it. But we're getting in your business. Because we got to grow. We got to mature. That's what you join, right? That's what you join next level for. You didn't want church as usual. Because I could preach a message and make you go ahead and run. 
you want the truth, right? You want something? Anybody's lives being changed in here? You find you a little different, even if it says a little different. Amen. Good. Praise God. Yes. Accept your apology. Banana pudding would be appreciated to just make me really know that you're serious about what you say. But anyway, let's pray. I'm sorry. I love you all. I thank you all. And forgive me too. That goes back when. Forgive me if any time that I have offended you outside of the word of God because he be getting on my nerves too. He's all right with that. He can handle that. You know, if God don't get on our nerves, we don't change. Amen. But if I've said anything that just seems, you know, God is working on me. And I thank God for your patience with me. Amen. Because just know that I love you all. And we're going to be powerhouse. Amen. So, Father, we bless you and we thank you. We thank you for your spirit being here. We thank you for um, answering prayer. And we thank you for healing and for challenging us and changing us. We pray that you will continue to cover us and keep us as we go throughout this week with all these sicknesses and things going through the air. We're on our jobs and when we're in schools, cover us, cover our children, heal all those who are sick. We are expecting a praise report from our sister, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. And as we continue to pray and fast for victory and all these things, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Grace and peace. Grace and peace. Grace and peace.